What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Owl Olympic podcast. I am Madison Cruz, and I'm here with Andrew West, Jade Barquette, Caroline Harris, and Bryce Gobert. And before we get started, you know, we have a really, really good episode this week coming up. We got the chance to talk to Quentin Mullen, who's the athletic trainer for women's soccer and cross country and track and field with us today. And we got the chance to ask him some questions about his job and what he does for KSU and student athletes. But first, before we get into that, we're going to have Caroline Harris bring us in with what's been going on in cross country. Hey guys, what's up? It's Caroline. I just wanted to start off by saying whenever we give all these recaps about our sports, it is the last time that we will be in the ASUN for these fall sports because we are moving to Conference USA. So I feel like that's something to keep in mind as we give these recaps of our sports. I got the pleasure of following along with cross country this year and the men completed their season competing in the A-Sun Championship. Dylan Berger was the top runner for the Owls. He has been outstanding for the men's team, finishing as the top runner for almost every race this season. I think he has a lot to be proud of as this was his freshman year and first time running at the collegiate level. As for the women, they went on to compete in the NCAA South Regionals. At the A-Sun Championship, the women placed second overall and were led Two second by Emma Sullivan with a time of 17.28. Emma has been the top runner for all but one race for the KSU Owls. She's been really significant for the success of this team. At the A-Sun Championship, she earned A-Sun second team all-conference honors. Zoe Smith, Sierra Miles, and Faith Boback earned third team all-conference honors. And Madison Seiler earned A-Sun all-freshman honors. Now for the NCAA South Regionals, the Owls had their best showing ever to finish their season. The women finished 11th, making their highest finish in program history. They finished over some top schools and Emma Sullivan led the Owls with a time of 1948, which is a top time in the KSU school history. At the end of the season, Sierra Miles was named one of the 2023 Women's Academic All-A-Sun team for cross country, which is a big accomplishment for her. Hey everyone, it's Bryce. I had the opportunity to cover the A-Sun uh, conference tournament semifinalist, uh, Kennesaw State Women's Volleyball. Unfortunately, the Owls season did end in that semifinal versus rival FGCU. They lost that game on November 17th, 3-1. Uh, to one. They lost that game on that Friday, November 17th, 3-1. to one. And it was an overall a really good tournament for Kennesaw State. They put in a great effort. And that final game, Manu Johnson hit 404 with 27 kills and 11 digs and it was really awesome to see uh, a couple of the seniors get to play their final games together, uh, especially with Lainey Van Treese able to come back for the conference tournament, making her return and getting a chance to play with her team one more time. Overall this season, the Owls finished 18-11 and 11 overall on the season with a 9-2 and two record at the Convocation Center and a 10-6 and six record in the A-Sun. It was a really fun season for the volleyball squad. Overall, a lot to be proud of. Manu Johnson led the way in the stats category with 4.13 kills per set. Emma Schurfranz was not too far behind. A really fun volleyball season, a lot to be proud of in their last season in the A-Sun. Just a, overall, a good time to be in this Kennesaw State volleyball program. A lot of young freshmen, a lot of young talented freshmen coming in and going to get set for Conference USA. Hey everyone, I'm Andrew West, and this semester I had the opportunity to cover and follow along with both our men's and women's tennis team. Our men's team finished in Spartanburg, South Carolina at the Wofford Hidden Duel, and our women's team finished down at the Stetson Hidden Duel in DeLand. For the women, Emma Baranikova and Teresa Baranikova both finished outstandingly with them being freshmen and their first time playing at the collegiate level in 
the States since coming over uh, from their home country. For the men, they're out and they are hungry and set to play in conference and they are excited. Had the chance to talk to Raul Garcia, who says they are ready to win a conference tournament and they want it bad. Both teams are hungry and both teams will get going March 17th down in Jacksonville, Florida against North Florida. While the men, their first home game will be against North Alabama March 22nd, and the women will be at home March 15th versus Central Arkansas. Hey, Owls, it's Jade. I've had the pleasure of covering men's and women's golf this semester, and I'll still be following along with them in the spring, so stay on the lookout for that. This fall was record-breaking for the men's golf team. They had three wins out of five tournaments and had a lot of freshmen step up. Coach Odom has said he's incredibly proud of these guys and can't wait for the offseason for them to get some rest, but also to reset and refocus for their spring schedule. They will be back in action in January, at the end of January, um, the 28th through the 29th in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, on the women's side, they came back from Hawaii with a sixth place finish. A lot of freshmen have also stepped up for them. Nia Kelly has stepped up huge for the women's golf team, and she finished as the leader for the team time for 12th after collecting back-to-back 72-round scores in Hawaii. And she's also been player of the week for the team. They will be in hibernation for now, but they will be coming back in February um, in the Columbia Classic, February 10th. Awesome. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, My name is Maddie, and I got the chance to cover women's soccer this season, and it has been so much fun to get to watch them uh, just grow throughout the season. They finished the conference with an overall record of 4-8-7 and and a conference record of 3-5-3. and They went to the ASUN Conference Championship, where they faced off against number seven, Austin P, where they tied it 1-1 and then advanced to PKs, where unfortunately, Austin P came out on top, but it was an overall great season so far. And actually five owls landed on the CSC all district team. Those five players are Jade Barquette, um, Agata Gianni, Tiana Rivera, Teresa Woke, and my Jensen. Now it's been great to watch all of these um, players step up huge and getting the chance to cover their stories throughout this season. And I'm so honored that I had the opportunity to get to talk to them and get to tell their stories and tell how this season went before they go to Conference USA. Now, give a bit of a preview of what you guys can expect in the spring. Men's and women's basketball is currently started here, so make sure you guys are getting your home tickets and come out and support them at the Convo. We also have lacrosse, which will be back in the spring. Now, lacrosse schedule hasn't been announced yet, but once it does, make sure you tune in on their Instagram and Twitter to find out more about their schedule going into the spring. Baseball will be here at home on February 20th for the home opener versus Mercer. And then softball will be starting off their season at home March 16th, where they will face off against Stetson at Bailey Park. So great stuff to get the chance to see here. And we're just so excited that we got the opportunity to talk to you guys in this fall semester and bring you guys some great exclusives and great interviews from all these players and these coaches. But let's move on to what y'all are really here for, which is our interview with Quentin Mullen, who is the athletic trainer for women's soccer and track and field. I just want to say thank you so much, Q, for joining us here today on the podcast. And to kick us off, we're going to have Caroline um, ask you the first round of questions. Hi, Q. Thanks for being with us today. Um, For people that don't know what your day-to-day can look like, can you explain what goes into a day for an athletic trainer? Because I feel like athletic trainers are kind of like the Swiss army knives of the athletic department. So can you just maybe go in detail of what your day looks like? Yeah, for sure. So our normal practice day, right? I'm working women's soccer um, and we usually have 9 a.m. practice. um, And with that, we'll do 
some pre-practice treatment, some 9 a.m. practice. We'll have 8 a.m. I'll get there, um, start filling up water, uh, get my kit ready for the day. Um, the girls will typically trickle in and out, um, do some hot pack, do some stretching, mobility exercises, um, really just things to get ready for practice. Um, then around 8.30, 8.45, the girls who need tape will come in. Um, we'll tape them, get them ready for practice, ankles, knees, wrists, um, anything like that. Uh, and then we'll roll out to practice, typically a two-hour practice window. Uh, and during that practice, you know, I'm, I'm there for you know, injury evaluation if something happens during practice. But typically, um, you know, there'll be a, a post-surgical student-athlete who – we may be doing surgery or uh, rehab during practice or somebody who's has an acute injury um, we can be doing exercises during practice or you know some kids we have to make modifications for can't do a full practice but they can do you know some of the smaller passing stuff um, but they may when it gets to full field practice we may have to put them on a bike and so creating those programs to do um, treatments and rehabs while we're out of the field pastime um, to you know optimize everybody's time then all before lunch 11 o'clock rolls around practice is over um in the bulk of the season we do ice baths right after training um so filling up ice tubs putting ice in them while you know i have 20 to 30 young ladies who just want to get out home shower and eat you know i'm putting ice in the, the tubs um but we'll after that i'll do uh post-practice treatments so um aches sorenesses doing you know ice and stem game ready um different modalities that we have to treat um those those sort of minor things for people who need stuff immediately post practice those kids kind of get out of there and then i'm around the rest of the day to do you know the bulk of my treatments and rehabs so you know the kid that rolled their ankle a week ago i'm doing rehab to get them back to where uh as close to 100 percent as we can be getting back to practice and then eventually um, there might be some lunch sprinkled in there um, some paperwork uh, is always in there um, trying to go to doctor's appointments um, one thing I really like is to go to doctor's appointments with my student athletes um, that way I can help answer questions but also you know gain that much more awareness on what's going on with that specific injuries case um, and so sometimes that is in the day uh, then paperwork and eventually um, I race the sun and I go home and that's my that's my work day. Sometimes there's some more rehab getting written or notes that need to get done um, just so that I can get home and hang out with my wife and my dog. But uh, that's the most of the day. Yeah, that's a really good thorough answer. I love that. Basically, what I got from that is we would not have athletes or sports teams without athletic trainers. So that's awesome. And my next question would be like, for example, maybe talk about your game prep on game days for like an athletic trainer, because I know that sometimes athletes will have like superstitions that they have to do before a game day. Do you have oh, yeah. any like that um, for like a game day? Yeah. So game day is, is a similar setup. I'm there kind of all day in the morning is that treatment rehab time, you know, get everybody that last little bit that they need to get ready. Um, and then we go to pregame meal. Um, I go with the team. And then after that, it's usually, game time go time um the girls usually have a team meeting and during that time i'll get 
the game field stuff set up. So waters and power aids and emergency care equipment and tables and the our locker room set up and the visiting team locker room set up and all of that stuff happens. And then team meeting ends a couple minutes too early always. And then the girls are all waiting for me in the in the athletic training room for you know the pregame heat and stretch mobility stuff that similar to our morning pre-practice stuff. Um, Norma Tech boots and anything that we can do to get everybody feeling as, as close to 100 as as fresh as they can. Um, that all happens, and you know I have my little quirks in my game day. You know, different people have to get taped in different orders, but I like have to set up the field in a specific order, and um, so I'm doing that, taping up the student athletes, and then um, you know having my little pre-game caffeine intake so that you know I can bring the hype from the sideline too. You know, I, I I love what I do and it's an opportunity, especially game day, is to to see all the hard work these young men and women put into their their craft every day. And that's a chance to celebrate them. So, you know, I there may be some athletic trainers who will just give a little golf clap when their kids do something great. But when there's a great tackle or a, a goal, like I'm I'm in it. I'm going nuts. Um so those are my kind of quirks, but yeah, game day is is definitely a there's some tension, but also like it's fun to see you know which student athlete has their own quirks and and that if if I go out of order or if they go out of order, like we we well know and like this is you did it wrong, like you you take my ankle or you take my wrist and didn't give me the marker right away like to write my my thing. It's funny. Awesome, thanks, Q. You, I think it's fair to say during your time, it, during your tenure, you've um, you've seen your fair share of injuries, haven't you? What what are some of the most common ones that you've seen? Um, so common injuries with with women's soccer, um, typically you see more ankle injuries and um, a high number of concussions. Um, so those would probably be. The, my top two that I've seen since being at KSU, since being a soccer athletic trainer, um, with a handful of of ACL injuries as well, and the injuries in just in general, um, especially working women's sport, women's soccer is one of the highest rates of concussions for women's sports and for any sports, um, a higher rate for ACL tears as well, um, and just again knee injuries in general. Um, so those are some of the the more prevalent injuries that we see. And what are some ways that people can go about either preventing this or at least like lessening the effects of these injuries? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, part of our, you know, we, we kind of attack it as a whole team. Um, our strength and conditioning staff definitely changes the way their workouts are from one sport to another based on, you know, injury rates and, and prevention of that. So you know, our soccer kids, we they do a lot of um, force dispersion, um, trying to get rid of our forces and be controlled. Um, so really focus on quad and hamstring ratio and strength. Um, our kids also do an increased amount of like neck stabilization injuries or uh, exercises to help strengthen those neck muscles that, you know, may help to disperse some of that shock from a header from colliding with somebody. Um, so there's some of that is in, in, involved, um, but also like making sure to incorporate a good return to play protocol, um, making sure that kids are coming back at a healthy rate um, to help to decrease the chance for a re-injury. Obviously, I have a job because injuries happen, 
um, you know, I half jokingly say to kids, you know, like, oh, there's that's job security. You know, it's not happy times when kids get hurt, but maybe a little bit of uh, you know, breaking up the tension, you know, like little things. It's OK. It's kind of OK to say that. But, you know, like because because injuries happen in sports, like I do have a job and I love my job. Um, but there's more to it than just that injury um, evaluation and treatment and rehab. You know, there is a prevention aspect to athletic training that, you know, that we incorporate. Awesome. Thank you, Q. Yeah. I think this ties it kind of ties into um, what Andrew was a little bit saying um, about prevention, but what has been the biggest improvement in sports medicine um, since you've been an athletic trainer or been um, in school for being an athletic trainer? Yeah. I mean, I've been, uh, certified since uh 2017 so several years here but you know the the amount of technology and research that is going into everything i mean from the modalities that we use to um different rehab techniques different prevention plans programs that are um created uh there's so much that we can do on our phone. It's in our pocket. I can diagnose a concussion or um, get information about concussions based on somebody's balance that they're holding, um, you know, a phone to their chest. There's different functional movement screenings that I can set up a camcorder and it will record how somebody does a squat and what looks wrong on it and how to, to create that. Um, so technology has definitely come into it, but research more than I mean, there's always new studies coming out and case reports of injuries and how things were taken care of. Um, you know, that those are always huge, but I think a, a huge focus more so than just the body is treating the entire student athlete. Um, I talk about all the time, you know, like I see these kids every day. I, I ask them, hey, how are you doing today? And their first response is, oh, my knee feels good. My ankle's hurting me a little bit, you know, whatever that may be, um, you know, and sometimes you know, I really try to make an attempt to say, you know, like, how are you? Like, how are you as a person? You're a student athlete. You're an 18 to 22 year old kid. Like, like, how are your relationships? How are your family? Like, how, how are you doing as a human? So mental health has been such a huge, um, huge focus for athletics as a whole, but specifically my field um, in the last five to 10 years, you know, um, nutrition has been huge coming in, finding out more information about rest and recovery. Um, yeah, these these kids are, are 18 to 22 year old students and they have the stresses of being those 18 to 22 year old students. Plus they have to practice for three hours and watch film when they're not practicing and travel more in this class. Like taking care of the whole student athlete has been really a big, big focus in the last, I mean, since I've been certified and jumped into athletic training. Yeah. Um, so you teach athletes how to take care of their bodies and obviously mm -hmm. try to help them in their mental well-being as much as you can. Um, what's a lesson that an athlete has taught you or an impactful student athlete um, that you've taken something away from in the time that you've been an athletic trainer at KSU or anywhere else? Yeah, I think there's I always want to answer that. I'm going to answer it two ways on um, just what I've learned from athletic training as a whole. Um, one thing is like I was told early on from a, a one of my bosses that, you know, student athletes don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, and so that's something that I, you know, really drives my 
you know, my decision-making as an athletic trainer, like, like, how do I show my kid that I care so much about them? You know, especially sometimes they're far from home. They don't have that support system. I'm trying to be that support system for everybody. And it's great. Um, something profound that I have gained from student athletes. Um, like I'm just always amazed <clears throat> at like the work ethic, um, and the skill set that, that these kids have. Um, I like to think that I'm athletic. I, joke and i do something like i juggle a ball and i'm like oh yep there i just put the athletic in athletic trainer um but these kids are doing things that are way more impressive than what i can do um and just being a part of of that just a piece of that you know helping these kids to achieve their goals in whatever capacity that i can do it's just something that i really i cherish i really enjoy that portion of it um so that's not really one specific thing that i've taken from a student athlete but just the the lesson as a whole from being an athletic trainer dealing with student athletes. I think that answers the question, I hope. Yeah, thanks, Q. We appreciate yeah. you being here. Hey, Q, appreciate you taking the time. So you've mentioned you've been certif certified since 2017, that you've <laughs> had the opportunity to learn from a lot of people. So you graduated from Miami, Ohio in 2017, <laughs> been at the Citadel Life University, um, and then at your professional career, also Life University, College of Charleston, and Austin P. What do you think has been your most memorable takeaway from your previous positions that has set you up for success for where you're at today? Yeah, I think it's it's been a, a fun ride. You know, I've learned several places, you know, I've been been multiple places, but learning, you know, from seeing professionals like this isn't this is not what I want to do as an athletic trainer. This is what I want to do as an athletic trainer. This works. This doesn't work. Um, so those are some things. You know, just in in general, you know, from being various places, but you know, each athletic training department has their different like themes going throughout. Some are more focused on you know manual therapy, and others are focused on really doing a lot of preventative care and kind of having multiple experiences. Plus, all of those athletic departments are made up of you know eight to ten awesome clinicians. Um, that each have their own skill set based on where they, you know, went to school and their own experiences and they bring something else different to the table. So I think that's that's something that um, having been a couple years here, a couple years here, a couple years here, like learning a lot from different people um, has been the most beneficial from that. I'm going to go to kind of a basic question because I feel like athletic being an athletic trainer is such a unique profession for some people mm -hmm. so what made you want to step into that role and who what, what was your kind of motivation for wanting to get into sports medicine yeah so you know i think you know going through this most people have a an experience with an athletic trainer that was either really good or really bad um you know something that they'll remember for either end of that spectrum um you know i in high school was a high level cross country athlete and had an injury and I had an athletic trainer who, you know, really helped me through that injury, was able to compete at the conference meet and did really well. Um, and you know, always look back and was like, Oh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, went into school, wanting to be a physical therapist. I uh, couldn't pass chemistry, um, with a good enough grade to, to get my prereqs. Um, and I had a friend who was also in the kinesiology program that was like, Hey, I'm taking athletic training class and for athletic training, next fall um i was like oh that sounds kind of cool like why not give it a shot um took intro one loved it 
Um, we did many rotations, spent a couple hours at a practice. I was like, oh, I love this. I love what I do. Um, took intro two, got a little bit more experience. Again, loved it. Um, then I applied for the program, got in, and just, you know, even from the monotony, like just really enjoyed um, the whole thing. Uh, getting the chance to interact with with each people, each person, and, you know, learning more and more about them as humans, as student athletes, um, has always been really fulfilling for me. Um, giving a high level of care, um, I'd say, you know, doing those different Myers-Briggs and the personality tests like care and passion have always ranked really high um, for me. Um, and this is just a great opportunity to, to do that. Plus, I get to stay around sports and being chunky and old now, like I get to watch people just do what they love. Um, like I said, like have some sort of effect into their success uh, and celebrating that with them. Another portion that may sound kind of messed up to say, but like I kind of enjoy the being at the field and having that student athlete that gets injured and being there for them and being that sense of support and comfort, you know, in a very hard time of their life. Right. They go from one second. Their goal is to score goals. And the next second they are you know, getting an MRI and seeing doctors and have to get surgery and then crush out rehab for nine months. That part sucks, right? The the injuries that that's not fun for anybody involved, right? But then to to be with them and help them through that journey and watching them celebrate the fact that they can walk for the first time in two weeks, or that I have a student athlete today that we got to run for the first time in three weeks, like it's really cool to do um, and celebrate those little things. And then suddenly those little things are okay. Now we're able to cut for the first time and jump for the first time. And we're kicking a soccer ball. And even though I'm not very good at it, we're playing pass out on the pitch, you know, and then when they get in for the first time, if it's in a limited minute situation or, you know, when they get their first start again, and then when they score their first goal again, like that's a moment that we will always have together that nobody else understands unless they've been in that. But even then it's uniquely them. Like that is, that is the whole, like that is the coolest part about what I do is, is the whole progress portion. If Jade had her camera on, she'd be crying. <laughs> I appreciate the, uh, the time cues were great answers. It was really cool to learn oh. about. Yeah. Well, awesome. All right. I'm going to finish it out here, but I mean, just from all of your experiences, you know, there's a lot of good that comes from it. What would you say is the most difficult part of being an athletic trainer? Yeah, it's for sure that, you know, doing the eval on the field and, you know, looking at a kid and, you know, they still have that. Maybe it's not, maybe I just tweaked my knee. Maybe I just tweaked my, maybe it's not a real, that bad, you know, and then getting that eval done and getting the imaging done and, you know, and then having to tell a kid like, yeah, like your season's over. It's they we're not getting back this year. We're going to have to work really hard to get back eventually. Um, you know, those are always like difficult. Um, you know, telling a kid who really wants to be out there that they can't be out there, like, that's hard. But ultimately, you know, everything is about the well-being of the student athlete, you know, the long-term health of the, these humans, you know, treating them as as humans and making sure that they're, they're, they will be good. You know, yes, it's easy to say as 18 to 22-year-olds, like, I just want to play soccer. But also, like, I want these people to be able to run around and pick up their kids and remember their kids' names for the injuries, like brain injuries and like all of that stuff. So, you know, telling a kid that their season's over, their career's over is uh, by far the most difficult portion. 
Absolutely. And just as a last question for you, um, a little bit more lighthearted, but I mean, you've been at KSU for a little bit now, but what has been your favorite moment here so far? Oh, um, man, there's, that is really hard. There's so many, like, um, getting to celebrate individual victories for track and field at the conference meet last year was really awesome. Um, anytime we score a goal at home is really great. Um, I think we have a really good staff as athletic trainers. I mean, even at the athletics as a whole, it was really cool to see, you know, the tournament run last year um, with the men's basketball team. And then, you know, Amir, you know, giving recognition to athletic trainer, like after his wife, like it was like wife, coach or wife, student athletes, Mike Young. Like that's, that's cool to see that recognition when, when we get that. Um, those are definitely hot moments. Um, yeah, I think I think the last two years we've had it's come down to the wire for soccer to make it into the tournament and to know like we we score a goal that really means something and to kick somebody out like that always feels really good, too. Um, yeah, I think there's just so many. It's really hard. I'm going to stick with all of those great moments. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you so much again, Q, for coming on and talking to us. We really appreciate it. And we're hopeful that this will kind of you know, give people at home a little bit of an idea of what an athletic trainer does and really what goes into their job. Yeah, it's a lot, but, you know, I think we all love what we do. And if we didn't, like, we wouldn't, it, it's tough and we wouldn't be here. But, you know, I love my my 30, my 30 soccer players and my 115 track kids. Like, I go home and I say, like, oh, my kids, you know, and they're not much younger than me. But, um, but yeah, I love what I do. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Q, again. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. From all of us interns here at the OWL Network, we just want to say thank you so much for watching the OWL Olympic podcast this semester. We all have so much fun making these episodes, and we love bringing content to you guys. Well, we'll see you guys next semester, and go OWLs!